House of Sight's on fire. Yeah, what else is new? Ouch. Ah, you know, it's not usually this bad, but yeah, our site seems to be in a bit of a way this morning. Yeah, folks, you know, people are watching the archive of this, it probably won't. I hope it's not still in a state of disarray, but yeah, apparently there are troubles with forum topics being created, comments being shown, that we can't launch can't a chat. anything. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> things are, things are in, a, in a bit of a bad way, but that that's not going to stop our train. We're just going to... We're just gonna keep on rolling because there's a lot, there's a lot that happened this week. Chew, chew. Before we get to the news and the other things that have gone on, uh -huh. Patrick, how was your week? What'd you get up to? I need my wife's brother to leave our place. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to go home. <laughs> what? All right. Back up a second. Tell us how this situation began and where um, it all went wrong. So I was friends with her brother before we started dating and we don't see each other that often and then when we do bad things happen mm -hmm. drink too much oh, yes. um, okay. and it's been a long time since we've seen each other so we've been cramming a lot in this week and I just I can't I'm not 21 anymore <laughs> having, a, having a week like how you acted in college but when you're almost 30 really makes you realize how much you are not 21 anymore. Yeah, I haven't had a good uh, 21st birthday-esque drinking bender, I'm going to say, in at least six or seven years. because That's like the closest thing I get. And even then, I, tr I try to mod mod like me too. make sure I'm not doing that, because I, I can't be a complete wreck the next day. But, there, but you, like, you're, it's not often that I go out continual nights in a row anymore. And right. I guess that's what I mean by Pax being like the closest thing. Sure. You know, just, yeah. So, he's a very nice man, but fuck him. He needs okay, to so he is, he is actually, he has done nothing to, to draw your ire other than remind you and drag you back into a time mm -hmm. when you were a little bit more debaucherous with a body that is perhaps a little less willing than it once was. Yep, that's about right. All right. Also I got means, that. means zero video games have been played this week. All also, right. He, also, he's in the room where I'd be playing the games normally, so I. So I he's got to go home. He's got to go home. A copy of uh, Diablo Four for PlayStation Four showed up. Diablo Three, yeah, I got that too. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what what weird list I'm on. I don't. I don't really get games anymore. I was that always goes to the San Francisco office. So yeah. but every once in a while. A, ran, a game shows up. So I didn't play Diablo. Well, I guess Diablo 3, not Diablo 4. Yeah, Diablo 3. There's no Diablo 4 yet. No. Uh, I didn't really either. I played it a couple of times at like trade shows, but I never uh, I never sat down and actually played it. So I might I might indulge. Now I've heard the console versions here. are really good. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that the control scheme is rad. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe, maybe I'll dive into that. It showed up, and I was like, ah! It would be a shame not to at least try it, I guess, given that yeah. I didn't really play Diablo... And I heard really good things about Diablo 3. I know that there were, you know, auction system, blah, 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 blah. Were... Didn't they get rid of all that stuff anyway? They did. Yeah, and there was, yeah. They, they got rid of all that stuff. Not that it really applied to the console version to begin with, yeah. but, um, yeah. So did you did you play anything this week? Did you find uh, a way to play a video game? 
if it wasn't for a quick look, I did not uh, get a chance to play much of anything. Uh, and the results of most of those quick looks are, are probably going to be up on the site if they're not already. Uh, the one I did play that we haven't uh, recorded yet, I think we're going to do today, is that Road Not Taken game. Uh, oh, the, yeah, the Spry, Spry Fox, I think, is the developer, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a, a sort of roguelike puzzle mishmash something or other. Uh, I don't really know the best ways to describe it, but it is it is a game where your entire purpose is to go on these sort of grid-like puzzle things and uh, rescue children who have been lost mm-hmm. uh, in, in the woods. And you end up in this town where these children go missing annually because apparently the fact that children continually go missing in the woods during the winter is not something that a policy change will ever fix in the town. You just have to keep <laughs> going doing that, because they're, go- they're sending the children into the woods to pick berries, and, they're- and so it's a child labor thing on top of everything else. It's kind of a mess. That's, that's uh, completely reasonable. Yeah, but you have to go, you have to go rescue them. Uh, you travel along this sort of grid-like, uh, these grid-like areas. There's different rooms and, or sections, and there are different types of enemies you have to sort of avoid while also picking up the children and tossing them at parents. That is how you rescue them, is by throwing them at parents. I'm going to write down that parenting tip. Yeah, it's good. It's good for you when you and Katie, you know, one day decide yep. that you want to, you know, bring, bring a new life into this world. Remember, if the child is ever in trouble... Just have someone throw it at one of you. That seems pretty. I just gotta catch it. That's yeah, you know, that's on me. That's not on you know. No, I it doesn't really matter if it catches if you catch it. Like if it just kind of uh-huh. bounces off of you and falls in front of you, that 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 counts too. Okay. Make sure I let uh, the cops know. So I've only played like about three levels of it. There's it looks like there's about fifteen total, um, and it's it, it seems neat. Um, it, it's got a cool little progression to it. Like, there's a whole thing where you go into the town and you, like, talk to the different people, and if you give them gifts, uh, they will give you, like, bonuses and power-ups and others, and, like, you're basically forging relationships with the random people in this town while going and rescuing their children. Uh, it's, a, it's a strange mishmash of different mechanics and other things, but I think it's kind of cool for it. I was going to say, this sounds, this sounds kind of neat. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily as complicated as I'm making it sound. Like uh-huh. it all it all fits together pretty easily, but uh, it seems fun. Like what I played of it, and you know, I'm kind of curious what happens when you get to the end of that 15 year progression. Because if once you're done with that, uh, there's a there's a plague doctor in town who keeps hinting that you know, oh, you got about a uh, 13 more years left, and then then you're done. And that that makes me think that something bad's going to happen at the end. Uh I just I just looking to see if that game is on PC as well, but it you're is. you're probably playing it because it's on what well, just launched on the PS4, I believe. Yeah, it's on it's on PS4 and it's free on PS Plus for the time being. So oh really? Uh, yeah. So if you haven't uh, if if you have any interest at all, and you have Plus, you can just you can just get that. Yeah, there was a Vita game that I wanted to check out on PlayStation Plus that looked kind oh. of neat. What was that? Yeah, I think I know the game you're talking about. I can't remember what it was called. Because I, inst- I instinctively look at, like pass over Vita games when I'm looking at the calendar because we can't do any video for them. Metrico. Metrico. That's it. It's 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 like a minimalistic platformer that uses like infographics as <laughs> like the thing. Like you manipulate like charts and graphs and stuff in order to get around. That's the little bit I got from the trailer, but it's. It seemed neat. It's on PlayStation Plus, so... That sounds wonderful. It sounds interesting. I've heard it doesn't really hold up. The couple of the reviews were not positive in the latter half, but it seemed... Oh. For PlayStation Plus, you know, it's it's not free, but I'm paying for something. I might as well download the games they're giving me. Yeah, give it a shot. Why not? 
Um, I really enjoyed... I, every day, I get a series of IMs from Vinny in which he asked me to add the weirdest, worst games from Steam to my Steam account. So the, the one, one of the current setups we have right now is that you guys are using um, like the, the family sharing stuff in yeah. Steam because I have a Steam Press account which allows me to add anything on Steam uh, to an account. So it's just an easy way for, you know, without having to expense everything and blah, 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 blah. It's just easier just to add the games and have you guys take care of it through my account. But, um, man, Vinny, he re- he, he's been checking out some interesting video games lately. He, you, guys, you guys have been really scraping the bottom yeah. of the barrel. I, you know, not always, like, that Eidolon game, or, uh, that I, I, there's a quick look already up of, you know, that was not a game I expect a whole lot from, but it had seemed kind of neat. Uh, was that zombie game, the one that you, I think that was earlier this oh, week. Oh, yeah, Undead Overlord, that was not good. That's not, I mean, that's early access, but that is mm-hmm. also just not in a state that is actually fun at all, um, so that's a problem. I, I've picked a couple of other things out of there uh, that that actually weren't so bad. Like, uh, there's a puzzle game I downloaded called Back to Bed, which I believe a quick look is going up later today of. Um, and that's a real simple, you know, kind of little puzzle thing that was a Kickstarter game. Uh, but it's, you know, it's it's good. It looks uh, neat. I, I saw that. It, it was in the um, IGF last year, I think. And it, yeah. the, the visual style, it's uh, like a... Like an Escher. Uh, Escher meets uh oh god the the guy with all the melting clocks. Oh yeah, someone more someone more enlightened than than us knows the yeah. answer to that. I, it's it's a real stupid thing that I don't know. I, I and I do know who it is. I can just never remember his name. Um, but yeah, Vinny has been picking some real amazing pieces <laughs> of work. Uh, there was another game called Black Bay Asylum that mm-hmm. will be going up at some point. That. That was a game made by one person, I discovered, more or less, with, with a, a little help from some other people, and okay. uh, shows. So that'll be that'll be a fun one. Uh, I mean, that's was, my, favorite, my favorite part, is he, he sends me a link to a Steam page, I load it up, and then just oftentimes shake my... I mean, a lot of these he's checking out, or you guys are checking out, and then, you know, in some cases just saying, this is not even worth... Yes, in some cases. Yeah. Um, and I just I enjoy going through the screenshot gallery and going, Vinny, I really enjoy what you're what you're doing with your your extra time. <laughs> yeah, Vinny's like, you know, whatever, man. We just got to keep turning stuff out. Let's just keep looking at stuff, see what works, what doesn't. So you know, I respect that approach. It just also exposes me to a lot of games that I would not ever ever come across in my own. Hey, someone's got to. Yeah. So I mean, does someone have to really? I mean, is that is that actually necessary? No, but you're gonna. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so. that's kind of been my my week. I haven't had a chance to go back to Last of Us at all yet. I still have this other stuff that I've been trying to catch up with. It's just been like getting ready for quick looks, and that's about it this week for me. Yeah, I will. I'm going to get back to to video games next week. It has just been kind of a lost week um, due to my <laughs> newfound. Uh, Drinking every day, it's, it's yeah, it's bad. Yeah, you know, you pick the right month to do it and the right time of the month to do <laughs> yeah, it. There's because, nothing going on. Yeah, but in a, in about two or three weeks, that's going to change. So yeah, I got to keep up with those games. That goddamn divinity, I got to finish it at right? some point. Yeah. But hey, there was a lot of news that happened. There was a decent There amount. was a lot of stuff. Uh, one of the more recent ones. We'll get to sort of the big story of the week, Twitch, um, eventually. But 
the, the one that came out last night, um, as I, I went to go see a screening of Lord of the Rings in a field where an orchestra played the music along the movie. It was really cool. But as that happened... How mundane. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect creator Casey Hudson, who is uh, the studio general manager for uh, for Bioware, has left. Even though he is was actively working on um, a new AIM series, IP, whatever buzzword you want to put in there. Uh, and he had left uh, Mass Effect in other capable hands, but he is... Uh, He's deciding to move on. He wrote uh, on Bioware's blog, uh, While I feel the time has come, this is without a doubt the most difficult decision in my career. Bioware is a magical place today as it was when I started. The projects we are working on are some of the most exciting and prestigious in the world. The talent in our team is a second to none. The people here are some of my closest friends. I've spent more time with many of you than my own family. That's... I don't... Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I have <laughs> enjoyed that's, everything. That's a real rough thing to say, man. Uh, well, maybe that explains why he's... The leaving, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit in here where he talks about, yeah, the foundation of our new IP in Edmonton is complete, and the team is ready to move into pre-production on a title that I think will redefine interactive entertainment. Development for the next Mass Effect is well underway with stunning assets and playable builds that prove the team is ready to deliver the best Mass Effect experience to date, and the Dragon Age Inquisition team is putting the final touches on a truly ambitious title with some of the most beautiful visuals I've seen in a game. So it seems like, yeah, maybe he felt like he had finished sort of laying the foundation for whatever the new thing he was working on and decided that was the time to, to kind of just generally speaking move on. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's not like that dude hasn't laid himself a pretty spectacular legacy over the last several years, you know. I mean, being associated with Mass Effect on that level is going to probably allow him to do just about anything he wants for a good long while. So I, I can kind of understand and respect why he would make a, make a call like that, especially if he was feeling like, he was maybe maybe had had enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, working on a you know a, a pretty grinding trilogy across an entire generation, and then you know, I, I don't, I can't imagine Bioware creates games that are intended to be one-offs. You know, if you're if you're building out a new Bioware game, you're building out a world and a narrative arc that's going to span a, a number of games, and that's just that's a huge commitment. Yeah, yeah, and I. I I am very curious to see what he gets up to next. Like, I wonder if he actually has anything lined up or if he had just sort of been like, you know what, now's the time just to take a little break. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely... We didn't see a whole lot of that new game at E3 this year, but the the little bits that we saw suggested it was a little more of a contemporary setting, something yeah. less uh, high concept or ridiculous or, you know, it's not a, another alien planet. Or maybe it is, I don't know, but... Uh, it, it seemed like it could be potentially interesting, and, uh, and I'm super curious about that new Mass Effect game. But yeah, so Casey Hudson is leaving, and uh, my guess is we'll hear from him again, or not. I don't know. Maybe he'll be like the other Bioware doctors, and he'll just go off and enjoy his money and and not worry. Go right drink off and beer, go drink beer and shoot videos of it. Yeah, God, that. Would... How can how can I have that career where I just film myself drinking beer and then that somehow monetize that? He had to grow a really long beard, I think. Oh, I, I can't even grow a short beard. Um, bu- 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 well, I guess let's, let's, let's dive into this Twitch stuff. Let's talk about stuff it. Is the, the biggest stuff this week. The, uh, the short of it is that there were two announcements made, neither of which involve a potential Google acquisition, which has been 
rumored for a couple of weeks now. VentureBeat had a story pretty recently trying, uh, essentially saying that it's, it's happening. It's just a matter of paperwork uh, being taken care of. But that's not really what has everyone up in arms, although it's possible no. the two may be related. Um, mm. But uh, Twitch announced two policy changes this week, uh, the first of which is that they are no longer going to have infinite archiving of videos. So uh, in the past, when you did a broadcast, they would also archive that video for an indefinite period of time. Uh, now, if you are a free Twitch user, uh, that will only extend to up to 14 days. Uh, if you are a premium, uh, I think they call it Turbo, so if you're paying for it, or if you're a Twitch partner, which means you're just you know a popular user on the service, uh, that archive will last up to 60 days. Um, but they are, you know, just generally speaking, that is that is going away, and you need to export that stuff to YouTube or another service if you want. Uh, archives. Uh, related to that, uh, highlights, which are sort of here are the best moments from your channel that you kind of personally stitch together and are featured on the front page of your, your Twitch page. Uh, those used to be uh, whatever length you wanted, but now those will be two hours, which it sounds like Twitch is maybe reconsidering the duration for the highlights, especially given that speedrunners are often doing things that are more than two hours. But Right. So that you know, sort of set the stage for some some big changes coming to a service that change was inevitable for. But the ones that people are really kind of up in arms about are a form of content ID, sort of copyright uh, management, similar to what YouTube has been doing for uh, a little while now, in which uh, Twitch has a, a technology that goes through old archives, not live streams, um, but old archives in 30-minute chunks, and if it detects uh, copyrighted audio, whether it's ambient, by that meaning like if you're just playing Spotify on your stream or, or you have like a boombox playing in the background, if it picks that up, um, it will then block out a 30-minute, that whole 30-minute chunk. Even if the music's only on for 30 seconds, 30 minutes then gets blocked out. Um, and this applies to all old archives, so the, the service is currently going through everything on Twitch um, and, and applying that stuff, and uh, this also includes, you know, in-game music. So, if you are playing Grand Theft Auto, which has lots of licensed music, yeah, all of that stuff is getting uh, blocked out as well. Yeah, this was more so than the the archive stuff, though. I guess maybe in a way it was too. Like this, all is stuff that just seemed inevitable at some point. Like you can only go so far before, especially with any kind of video streaming service. Uh, before some copyright holder somewhere gets very upset about something of theirs appearing where they think it should not. And that starts to create a lot of legal hassles, especially if more and more of those start showing up. Uh, and if you're in a situation where you're also potentially going to be purchased by a major conglomerate that already you know, has this sort of technology in place and these sorts of policies in place to deal with this kind of thing, uh, a good way to show some good faith and get that sale moving would probably be to be like, oh, hey, we're going to take care of this thing on our own and we're going to get this ready so that you can just buy us and then we'll have money and we won't ever have to worry about any of this shit again. Uh, this is a real bummer, but it's a bummer that I, I knew would come one day. I knew that death knell was going to happen because you can only, especially with music stuff, you can only get away with broadcasting any kind of, of copyrighted audio anywhere before someone, like, just for so long before someone comes sniffing around. And this was going to be something they were going to have to deal with. And it sucks, 
But I don't know, I'm like, did anyone actually think that this was just going to last forever, that Twitch was going to be like, no, we're just going to keep, you know, letting you do this, and this is never going to be a problem? No, I mean, this is part of scaling, and, you know, I've uh, spoken to a couple of folks who have some knowledge of how these changes came about, and, you know, the, the impression I was left with was, you know, you have to at some point show that you care about copyright in order to avoid a pile-on of lawsuits. You know, that's right. part of what content ID is. That's part of what this um, service is that Twitch is rolling out. Now, you know, they may be doing it, you know, improperly. The 30-minute chunk thing is not great. No. Uh, you know, it's no. a bit ham-fisted in the way it does that. They don't have a proper appeals process in place yet, you know, despite the fact that they're rolling this out. Um, so, you know, you can certainly argue with great merit that, you know, how Twitch is doing this uh, is, is not terrific. But really, no. the ire should be pointed at an outdated copyright system, uh, not so much that companies like Twitch are taking steps in order to protect themselves from, you know, company-ending litigation. Uh, it's just this This was going to happen as Twitch became a real thing and not a niche product that we all kind of were looking around going, how does it have this many users and no one's really paying attention to it yet? This is the first official signal that people are paying attention to this company and this service and while it's, I guess it's possible that it takes down the service, I don't think that's going to happen. That this was going to happen to any service that scales to this to this measure. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Like to me, this I don't watch a lot of Twitch streams. I don't uh, tend to watch a lot of people play video games uh, on on the air because that's just something I, you know, I'd rather just play them myself. Uh, with the exception of, you know, when Fred Durst shows up once in a while, uh, it, it's not necessarily something I really want to watch. That said, uh, I do watch a lot of video game championship wrestling. And so the second this news came out, the first thing I worried about was, oh, God, how is this going to affect uh, those broadcasts? Because he uses a lot of, like, weird random music. Mm. Uh, and that is, you know, maybe potentially an issue. Uh, I guess in the th the one good thing about that is that he and his team have been archiving that stuff on YouTube forever uh, with uh, appropriate sections muted out manually so that YouTube never goes after them for that stuff. So neither the archive nor the, the Twitch muting are necessarily going to fuck up his game because they're not muting live broadcasts. They don't have the tech to stop people from broadcasting that stuff live. They just, they're just doing this to the archives. So from what I am to understand, that will remain unaffected. And I imagine anyone else doing stuff like that will be able to do the same thing so long as they're, you know, diligent about muting stuff manually. Yeah, I mean, there are certainly uh, weird cases right now. So, for example, uh, Crypto the Necrodancer um, was yeah. getting... Uh, video, video archives were getting flagged despite the fact that that soundtrack is not finished and in a database anywhere. So... Right. Um, now, wait, was that people using their own music? No, this is okay. people using the music that is in the game and the developers and the composer no. going on Twitter saying, if you your video has been hit, let us know. We're talking to our lawyers, trying to figure out in what world it this this music was flagged. Because, uh, you know, it has to be in some database. It's not, you know, like it just picks up music. Um, so it's it's not clear what exactly is happening there. But, you know, those developers want... A, to give permission to folks to do whatever they want. They, they're they not in a position where they 
they want to stop people, uh, and B, it doesn't make any sense why it should be on any list because yeah. it can't be listed anywhere because the soundtrack isn't out. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so that you know, that's that's a case where you know, obviously, these bumps in the roads are going to happen. There are going to be f- uh, sort of false positives um, as this technology uh, matures, but it, that you know, it makes it, it doesn't help Twitch make make its case. Well, I mean, the real thing is that this technology never really works that well across the board. Like, you know, YouTube copyright stuff is still constantly in a weird state where it is vaguely broken. Like, you know, when we were publishing video game trailers on our YouTube channel, we were getting copyright flags for posting promotional videos from the companies that were sending us those videos to put up. Like none of that stuff works well. It never has on any front. On any front, you know, it's it's designed with an an eye toward the more draconian side of things because they're trying to be more all encompassing. But it just it constantly works against you know people who aren't aren't even trying to use copyrighted material inappropriately. Sometimes it's people that are using it appropriately and are still getting fucked with. And it just never it's never worked well. And I. The fact that they have just gone to the same type of system, which is just looking for random audio stuff and then flagging it and then not really creating any sort of, you know, good challenge system for, for, for users to, to deal with, I don't know. Like, you're right. It is the copyright law. It's the, That's the real root of all of this. There's, But that's never going to change, and the technology is is not there yet, so we end up in this clusterfuck situation where it doesn't really work, but we can't fix the real problem, and everything is just horrible. Yeah, and I, 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 the time was always going to end in which folks, like, say, for example, stream League of Legends or Dota 2 and just have Spotify or whatever music uh, streaming, like, that... That was that was gonna go away. Yeah, it, it makes sense that that was allowed in the first place. You know, I mean, you can again argue that the copyright system and blah 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 blah. Like, why should anyone care? But that was like that's pretty blatant. Like that was yeah. something that I I expected Twitch to uh, cut down on, whether it happened from a technology standpoint or just a policy standpoint. Um, though that stuff was going away. It's you know, for example, you know. Uh, Fallout Three, or like it's it's the it's or any racing game, you know, it's the idea that a bunch of games are now handicapped in terms of what users can do with them as a result of a a system that is just draconian and across the board and unilateral, as opposed to yeah. uh, specific, which it can't be because it's you know they probably need data in order for the technology to work better. You know, that's kind of the the whole problem with it is that you need access to more stuff, but that creates more false positives and. It's uh, yeah. It's 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 really unfortunate. Obviously, there are going to be bumps in the road, and and on that sense, I guess I am sympathetic to Twitch, but this this stuff sucks. You know, it sucks for a lot of folks that uh, maybe try and make their livelihood doing this. But you know, I I guess it means you can't stream Grand Theft Auto. But I guess there are a lot of other games. I don't know. It's not a great situation all around, even if it is understandable to some yeah. extent. The problem is there are a lot of games with licensed soundtracks or even just, you know, music that sounds re- reasonably similar enough to something else that it could get flagged. Like, I would wonder if maybe just there's some portion of the, the Crypt of the Necrodancer soundtrack that just sounds enough like something that is right. in the database that is doing that. And that's something that I feel like other games are going to run up against on a semi-regular basis. And 
Yeah, you can, it, like they, they have to find some kind of filtering system. I don't know what it is. I don't know how you make that. I don't know. I'm not smart enough to create anything like that or even think of how anything like that would work. But if you're going to maintain this business and maintain this user base, you can't you can't stop them from playing like half the damn games that are out there because you know the music might flag something. Well, I, I you know I. They might actually be able to because I well, think they, this they point, might be able to play live, but like the archives won't, you know, the, like they, that won't be there or won't work correctly. Well, I, I guess I just mean more generally speaking that Twitch is now big enough and enough of a force that I don't think even this could cause the kind of exodus that really ends up hurting the service too much. It, you know, it could be a sure. wound that hurts it in the long term, but I think Twitch is going to be just fine no matter who it loses as a result of these changes at that for the very specific cases in which folks for whatever reason feel like they cannot continue to do what they want to do on Twitch there are going to be alternate services that provide them with what they want there already are hitbox is the one that a lot of folks are already signing up for um, has become sort of the the uh, the sort of general alternative to Twitch in light of these changes, uh, I haven't had a chance to use it uh, myself, but that's the one that I've seen a lot of streamers talking about. Is well, you know, if you got problems with this, then go to Hitbox, and you can, you know, you can use it in the way you used to use uh, Twitch. But you know, migrating users is not that like that's hard. You're going to lose folks in the process. Uh, you know, Twitch already has an infrastructure that people are familiar with and enjoy. So, you know, those sorts of reasons are, are what's going to keep a lot of folks there and just deal with it or find ways around it. Um, but but obviously, if you have very specific needs, you know th this is what happens. Then competitors rise up as a way of trying to bring those folks in, and and Hitbox might be one of many that says, "Hey, we're small. No one cares about us. Come over here." Until they don't, they aren't small anymore, and they aren't well known, and they become well known, and then suddenly they run into this same problem over and over and over again. Yeah, there's there's no way to have user generated content as your primary. Uh, sort of means of creating content and not run into huge copyright issues because yeah. you can't control what those people are doing. And so it makes sense that the policies that then get created are sort of big, broad, and prone to mistakes because you cannot fathom really what your users might be doing because you can't control it. So your stuff has to be big, broad, and unwieldy just to try and accommodate all the potential use cases uh, for, for the service. So, it's yeah, it's like there's a fundamental flaw in the business plan as a result of an aging copyright law that doesn't really make sense with how people use content in 2014, but that's more or less incumbent on Congress to address. And, you know, it, if you've paid attention to Congress lately, it does not seem likely that there's going to be any major changes in copyright law in the near future. No, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing probably not. Uh, other news. Evolve has been delayed until February. Yeah, I, I, Evolve decided to get the fuck out of fall 2014, as a yeah. number of games have done. And now, now the real question is, how many of those are delayed out of February 2015? Because uh, there is a lot of stuff happening. Uh. In February 2015, let me. I'm gonna. Yeah, the, the, the funny part of the statement from that was that they were talking about how 
I guess during the the conference call that uh, you know we're moving into February, which is actually you know it's a good time. It's still in Q4. It's not a real crowded time. And I feel like when they wrote that statement, that was true. That is becoming increasingly not true. Uh, was it Hardline is there? The Witcher is there now. Yeah, the um, Order. The Order. Uh, Dying Light. Um, I mean, it makes you know February March become busy because a lot of companies have uh, their like fiscal years end. And March 31st, yeah. so a lot of games are gonna get kind of getting out the door in order to accommodate that. I mean, I guess if it's only evolved the order, which are dying light, that's you know one major game a week, but that's still that's still a lot. Um, yep. You know, evolve is at least unique in what it's offering in that regard. And I don't know, I heard some mixed things about the private alpha that was going on uh, just prior to this delay. Some people were enjoying it. Some people were saying, ah, this game needs some more time in the oven. So you know, maybe they looked at you know, stuff like Destiny coming in September and, and Evolve coming in October and said, ah, maybe we should, you know, maybe wait a couple of months and maybe folks will be, you know, looking for something new after they've exhausted everything that Destiny has to offer and Evolve might be something they look to. Well, that was the other quote that was in there, I guess, where they were talking about how 2K has delayed a number of games uh, in recent years, and they spit it straight up said, "We have never regretted doing that. The product has always ended up better for it." You know, and, and examples like that include, you know, like Spec Ops and the Bureau, which was not a great game, but you know, you could tell that it probably was a lot better than it would have been had it come out at the original time they they had pegged it for release. So, yeah, I, I think in the end, if they if they actually want that game to be good, and they actually want that to become something that you know let's say, the eSports community actually embraces, it's probably to their best interest that it not suck, or at least not be something that, you know, that the people who want to play games like that competitively ultimately decide isn't really going, you know, going to work for them. Is Batman coming out that night, that month too, Batman? Or I thought that was... I thought that was a, later. I, a, I guess it's just coming 2015. Yeah, I don't think they've actually made a set a date for that, and I feel like that will be a later 2015 thing. You think? You think that might be like a next May sort of situation? Yeah, my, my, it might be. I feel like it might mm. be. I don't. I don't have any actual evidence to support that. That's just that's just a feeling I have. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that wouldn't be. I guess that wouldn't totally shock me if it was like a the big May game or something like that. But ah, oh, that's so long from now. It is. But yeah, I, it, yeah, fall like play to play in February and March. Yeah, fall fall 2014, continuing to thin up a little bit. You know, now it's we've like, got Dragon Age in November as opposed to, I guess it was in September and then it got moved to October and now it's in November, uh, or is it in October? I don't know. Anyway, there's, yeah. there's still some stuff coming out this fall, but it is not nearly as packed as we thought it was going to be, and it's certainly. I understand that it takes a while for a generation to kind of figure itself out, but man, not a whole lot of reasons to buy those two machines. No. Gotta, gotta say. <laughs> well, we did get one more reason to possibly buy one of those machines, uh, and that is because the Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition is coming this October. I know you're excited for that, right? Well, it's a great game. Sleeping it is Dogs a great game. It's a really good game. I, I don't like the fact that we're swapping new games for 1080p versions of older games, but nonetheless, Sleeping Dogs is a great game, and if you have not played it, you should play it for the Xbox One or PS4. Um, 
I hope this is just another indication that Square Enix has faith in Sleeping Dogs as a franchise and that we are going to get Sleeping Dogs next gen at some point, maybe next year or 2016, because I, I really want that. So United Front is working on that Triad Wars game, right? But that's not necessarily... Yeah. That's not a follow-up uh, to Sleeping Dogs. Well, I guess Dogs. it is. I guess, yeah, Triad Wars. I, I, I want to say that's something else, but maybe I'm... I'm no, no, it's called drugs. Sleeping Dogs Triad Wars. So maybe this... But I guess I'm... I guess now that... It, yeah, it is a thing. I hope we are closer to seeing... Yeah. Seeing what that is, because they... Sleeping Dogs is a goddamn beautiful video game. And oh, I'd, yeah. lo- I'd love to see what those guys and gals do with some, some more technology... Uh, at their fingertips, it was just yeah, Sleeping Dogs, a funny game and a weird game and a heartfelt game. Like it's just all around, like a very surprising open world uh, adventure. And hopefully, that leads to at least one more video of Vinny Caravalla playing Sleeping Dogs, because I can always watch Vinny Caravalla play more Sleeping Dogs. Absolutely. Um, Rise is coming to PC. Great. <laughs> that game wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. It was fine. But who is actually excited about that? Like, finally, finally, I can play Rise, Son of Rome, on my PC. I think the cash-strapped Crytek is super excited to offer yeah. Rise, Son of Rome, on another platform with more that users that might right. buy the game. Yeah, that sounds correct. Uh, I, I guess know. Crytek, is, they gave an interview this morning about their whole financial situation. I didn't have a chance to read it yet. I'm, I'm guessing I saw that some they folks are... saying shitty things about it on on Twitter, but I'm not I'm not sure. Shitty in that they shitty things are happening to them, or shitty in that they did not address it well. I'm not sure. Okay. But there's a long interview here at Eurogamer that I I I don't have time to like go to go through. I I, I will after the show, but and maybe we'll talk about it on Monday. But um, the quote that sort of headlines it is. The transformation was painful. We paid the price. I'm not sure what transformation means, but maybe not turn all your games into free-to-play. Maybe that. Maybe, maybe don't that, Crytek. Maybe the transformation into a company that has far fewer employees is what they're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I liked Rise. I would have I would have liked to have played a Rise 2. I don't know that I, I I don't know that it ever made enough of an impression on me to really want a sequel. It was just sort of like, okay, this is fine. I don't think I even finished it. I enjoyed it. It's yeah, it was, for a launch game, it was just fine. I thought I thought it got undue shit. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying it was the best, but it was a pretty fun game. I'd play another one. Fair enough. Um, ba ba ba, so evolve. Uh, um, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Rogue. Yeah, that did, did break this week, didn't it? 360 and PlayStation 3. It, it kind of looks semi-interesting. I did, there, all there was is a CG trailer. We don't know much more about it. I guess there's a Game Informer cover story about Unity and Rogue, but the basics of Rogue is that it's how an assassin becomes a Templar. Like, so it sort mm. of like follows that narrative arc and it seems like you're in the Arctic or at least in some wintry location with lots of ice. At least in that scene you are, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean that sounds alright. Uh, it also looks very much just from the basic pieces they showed in that, that trailer like, hey, we still have all these boat assets. 
we need to squeeze another game out of this. Let's just just do something. Just just take that shit and do something with it. Um, so, you know that 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 kind of stuck out at me. But at the same time, I did like a lot of that boat stuff in AC4. So I'm not necessarily mad at having an opportunity to play more of that. Are you really gonna play two Assassin's Creed games this year in the fall? I don't know that I'm going to play either Assassin's Creed game mm-hmm. this year, but uh, you know, I I might give it a shot. I might, uh, you know, I, I I'll probably play Unity. I might try Rogue. We'll see. We'll see what when when I get those and whether I have time for them by the time they actually come out. I wouldn't be surprised if they put out Rogue as a downloadable game on Xbox One and PS4 sometime next spring. The HD uh, remix. Something, yeah, the HD, the extra HD. HD, yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they put that out as a way of trying to squeeze a little more out of that. I guess, especially if the reception is positive. But um, I mean, I think it's it's crazy that Ubisoft is going to put out two different games. It's yeah. absolutely insane. I, that's cool, right? Like, because that's exactly what players say they want, which is, you know, not having a, a previous set of technology restrict the game design. Uh, for for the new game, and we'll we'll see how exactly that pans out uh, with Unity. But it's it is crazy that they have the resources to create two completely different games. Um, I I can't tell if that's a smart decision or a terrible decision. I it's interesting, uh, but like how do you promote those? Like it sounds like Rogue's just gonna kind of kind of get get you know shoved under the rug. But it's if you're gonna do that, like why did you go through the the whole process of building a a completely different game instead of just asking a porthouse to figure it out and make it work. But I don't know. Those are decisions wildly above my pay grade, and Ubisoft seems to be doing okay for themselves. So Yeah, I, I imagine the fact that those games continue to sell very well is is what's keeping that that whole machine running. So, you know, I mean, whatever. The, the last Assassin's Creed game, like, the credits list was, like, 30 minutes long. Like, they, they have enough people to go around. I mean, they've been working on Unity for like four years according to their own people so you know they apparently have enough teams to just kind of slide around and make this stuff well and if you've seen any footage from like watchdogs on the previous generation or what I've heard about the uh, previous generation versions of destiny uh, you know it's it is possible to get these games up and running on those machines but whoo take some work you don't want to play them <laughs> yeah ever destiny is not great. On Titanfall the, on 360 was pretty good, though, right? I heard that that didn't actually suffer that much. Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm not saying it isn't possible, but right, uh, perhaps an exception to the rule. Um, yeah, that uh, it's just really difficult without you know. It's just the the intention is being paid elsewhere. There may be big user bases, which is the financial incentive to have those versions of the game, but just technically speaking, that is it seems tough to pull off. For sure. So I am not going to play Rogue unless somehow that is game of the year. Um, I don't really f- feel like pulling out my 360 or PS3 just for that, but I, I did like the, the sailboats. I really did like that part. Was Stuff was really good in AC4. It was really good. It'll come back. Is it not in Unity at all? Is there no ship there's, no, there's no ship stuff in Unity. That is all just in Paris. So hmm. Interesting. I, yeah, maybe I guess that's a result of those shifting teams, different technology associated with different games and stuff like that. I, I guess I'm okay, I'm okay with a break from it too. It's Assassin's Creed, generally speaking, suffers from some repetition issues, so not touching the sailing stuff and getting excited about that for the inevitable 
2015 Assassin's Creed. I guess that's all right. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much else is Ganondorf. It's playable in Hyrule Warriors. Hooray! How does that make canonical sense? It doesn't. I don't. I think canon is out the window know, on that I, game. I know. I know. I know. That makes sense. That actually makes perfect sense. That's a character people will enjoy playing. I'm sure because everybody likes Ganon, right? Yeah, that's my. That was my favorite '90s TV show. Yeah. Sony sued over Killzone 1080p. Oh God, that story. I. I don't even know if I really want to lend that thing credence by talking about it because it's like there's something in there. You know, like, there, yeah, there is maybe some slight misrepresentation in what Sony, you know, actually put out for Killzone versus what they were advertising, but I don't know if this is a class action lawsuit kind of thing. Yeah, like, on some level, he's sort of right that they said 1080p, and then yeah. the multiplayer, a little more complicated than that, but, you know, it, ugh. Yeah. Of all the things that. to get upset about. Yeah, go sue about. Just it's worth reading through some of the lawsuit though. Like just the fact that the lawsuit uh, specifically details the process that this man went through to buy the game is just really oh, funny. Oh, does it? Wow. Um, let's see. I bet that's a I'm fascinating tale. Pulling it up from the Kotaku story. Uh, da 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 da. On or about May 3rd, 2014, plaintiff Lador purchased Killzone for $49.99 from a local Best Buy. Before deciding to purchase Killzone, plaintiff visited several websites that contained the representations disseminated by Sony, i.e. the Killzone provide native 1080p multiplayer graphics. Relying on those reports, plaintiff chose to purchase the Killzone video game using Best Buy's free store pickup service. Thus, plaintiff reserved a copy of Killzone on Best Buy's website and traveled to a local Best Buy to complete his purchase. Before completing his purchase, and while still at his local Best Buy retail store, plaintiff examined the Killzone retail packaging and confirmed the Killzone would deliver an unrestricted 1080p graphics revolution. The resolution part, the relevant part of that packaging was identical to that shown in figure one above. Relying on that on-box representation, which echoed the reports he had read online, plaintiff completed his purchase and took his copy of Killzone home. Brilliant. I am just read blown that, away. Read that to my child. Blown away by that narrative. That is just amazing storytelling. Plaintiff chose to purchase the Killzone video game using Best Buy's free store pickup service. I love it. Ugh. I think, Ugh. I think it's great. I think it's great. I know you do. I can tell you think it's great because you keep saying it. What are you? Uh, what are you getting up to this weekend? I don't know. I might play some Diablo now that it's here. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would be dumb not to at least try it. Uh, other than that, I don't really have any plans at all. I already saw Guardians of the Galaxy this week, uh, which I talk about on a movie podcast that Rory and I rec- uh, recorded yesterday. Finally, we oh, did another one of those. There you go. Uh, so that'll be up this weekend, I'm told. Uh, other than that, I'm getting ready to go to SummerSlam next weekend. So right. I'm going to be doing some planning this weekend for stuff that uh, that we will be doing at that show, uh, including some interviews and other stuff. So that'll be... That'll be fun, but that's all I got. What do you got coming up? Just, uh, Katie's brother doesn't leave for a couple of days, so. So you got a couple more days of this. <laughs> at least through Sunday, so pray for me. 
That guy's liver must just be like the size of a football at this point. He doesn't do stuff like this usually either. It's just because we're together. It's it's bad. It's a bad situation. So, uh, hopefully I'll play some games. I'll probably at least check out Diablo. I want to see what that like it is on a console. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that on a Monday. But uh, that is going... Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, sorry that the site is still in a weird, funky shave. Hopefully that figures itself out as the day goes on. Folks are looking at it. They're aware that it's kind of broken, so yeah. uh, things should be up and running and a-okay uh, for Monday, which is, I guess that's when I'll talk to you again, Alex. Oh,